Welcome back to The Duck Stops Here, a podcast from the University of Oregon. I'm Michelle Joyce Fife. Everybody knows that owning a small business isn't easy. But try owning a brand new small business in downtown Portland during a pandemic, in the middle of looting and lawlessness, and when most other businesses on the block have shut down for good. You saw all the other surrounding businesses boarding up their windows, which then again made downtown unappealing. It's kind of, we were trying to figure out a way, how do we get customers down here? During the thick of it, it would definitely be a nightmare is what I describe it as. Without the police force and the police presence, it just kind of turned into the wild, wild west for a while. That was Jordan Carter, one of the co-owners of Produce Portland. It's a collective of Portland natives running a retail hybrid store that sells vintage clothing and local brands. It's a carefully curated collection, and the store itself houses a barbershop and a lounge where people can work and hang out. We recorded this episode in the store, and I can tell you firsthand that it's a must-see. Jordan is being interviewed by my colleague, Aisha Benninghoven. She's an Associate Director of Development at the University of Oregon. And, full disclosure, she's a close personal friend of Jordan's. What inspires you to go to the University of Oregon? Um, I'm born and raised from Portland. Uh, so I went to all the Portland, uh, well, high school, I didn't go to a Portland public school. I went to Park Rose, but I went to um, Harriet Tubman Middle School before it was all-girls school and then Woodlawn Elementary. Um, so going to U of O was kind of a no-brainer. I did, however, go to ASU my first year of college because back then I was academics and sports. And so I had academic scholarships and sports scholarships. So I went to ASU at first to walk on to play football, but then broke my collarbone in high school and it never healed properly. So I kind of came back to U of O because of the business school. And I just wanted to be closer to home after realizing sports really wasn't an option. Um, so that was kind of the transition from um, ASU back to U of O. But I had scholarships to OSU, U of O. Um, originally, it's just I wanted to pursue the football dream first. Um, then coming back, I kind of just focused on what else can I do with my time? And that's when I fell in love with entrepreneurship and design. And I don't know if the program had just started, but it seemed like a fairly new program at U of O when I started the entrepreneurship uh, concentration. You are a proud University of Oregon alumni currently putting good use to your degree. How do you feel that the Lundquist College of Business assisted in preparing you to be a business owner? I believe it was a combination of being able to use some of my class projects because I had another brand while going to uh, the University of Oregon. So a lot of the professors would actually allow me to base my um, projects and case studies on my actual brand, which then allowed me to implement strategies and get real world experiences and results, as well as a lot of professors would just meet with me after hours and uh, give me different books to read, um, different resources to follow. I remember Professor Tom Cow, he, um, the accounting uh, professor, he actually sent me to I I forget the name, but I think it was like the law school. And he told me about how they offer free um, services for current students. So then I started talking to them about things. So, I mean, outside of the knowledge and um, the textbooks, I was able to actually get real hands-on um, learning experiences, experiences from uh, the U of O. So I believe it prepared me in terms of just giving me a background in running a small business and being an entrepreneur, but also allowing me to venture into my own world early on. 
I think what led me to pursue um, opening my own business was once I graduated from college. Um, originally, I wanted to be an engineer, and then I switched degrees to business. But um, once I graduated and I actually got into the career field, and I was working a nine to five at Daimler as a senior operations buyer, um, I realized that really wasn't what I wanted. I always felt like you were always supposed to go to school, then go to college, then get the nine to five, buy a house, start a family. And once I got to the um, corporate job or the career side of things, working nine to five as a senior operations buyer, just negotiating contracts for lug nuts in their chassis department, um, just didn't feel like me as who I am. Um, I, and casual Friday being, oh, now I can wear a short sleeve shirt. Um, it just wasn't what I felt like I could see myself doing for the rest of my life. And so that's why I started produce because I feel like there are people who kind of get stuck in the um, routine of things and they have other passions, but they're afraid to take that jump or that risk. So um, I kind of sacrificed myself to hopefully help future generations who are interested in working for themselves or being more of a creative. So tell us about your store. So Produce Portland, when people walk into the store, we kind of give them the same rundown. Uh, we let them know that it's a collective of friends and we're a retail hybrid store, which means we cater to different markets. Um, when you first walk in, you'll see a vintage section, which is all resale clothing from the community. Again, giving back to them and giving them an opportunity to uh, sell their own curated collections of vintage clothing. Then we move on to the local section, which is mainly um, brands that I mentor, um, I create for, design for, give advice to, and then some of which they kind of already have it figured out. So we just give them an opportunity to sell their brands. So that's the next section of the store. Then we walk them down to the produce section, explain to them that, hey, this is a collective. We all have different brands within produce, but produce is like our main line. Um, Pluto Heights is like my personal brand. Colors Corp is Dante's personal brand. Produce Sports is one of the other owner's brand. So Produce Portland is like our signature lines and our signature collective or signature pieces for the store. Then we walk them down to retail, which is, again, something I um, run, which is just buying and selling wholesale products. So I'm the buyer for the store. But retail brands are usually people we actually know. We try to carry brands with a story that we meet um, at the different trade shows. So all the brands we carry, we actually know the owners of. We know their story, how they started in the garage, most of which started in a garage screen printing and then moved up. And then we walk them over to the last section of the store, which is the market. And the market is like our resale hype clothing. So it's like Supreme and Bape, um, Palace, Off-White, Jordans, Yeezys, that kind of stuff. So that's like the main um, categories of the store. Outside of that, we do have a barber shop um, that's run by one of the other owners. And then we allow people to work within this space. So we have like a little lounge area with a TV. So then if you do want to come in and just work pre-COVID, we allow people to come in and work. But with COVID, we can't really encourage the hanging out and whatnot. Awesome. Tell us about the vision behind the store. So Produce Portland is a collective of friends who all work together. Um, I'm more so design oriented and um, the business background. And then I have four other business partners one of which he runs the resale, which is like the Supreme and Bape and Jordans and Yeezys and the vintage clothing that we resell. Um, another business partner runs our barbershop. Another business partner runs the record label. So we all have different passions and uh, I guess specialize in different creative fields, but we put all of our passions together to create an opportunity for the people in Portland around us that uh, are like-minded. So we give them an opportunity to also pursue their dreams because I feel like 
there aren't as many platforms in Portland for younger people to um, have access to and get knowledge from in terms of certain creative fields. There's Nike and there's Adidas, but there's not small businesses, I guess, that can help out the little guys who may not have as many resources. So the vision for produce is to become a platform that allows creatives to get those opportunities that they may not have been able to in the past, like when I was growing up. How do you feel that COVID-19 has affected the small business community in Portland, Oregon? I think it has affected it drastically. Um, There are a lot of my friends who aren't in business anymore or had to move locations. Um, I know uh, for a fact, um, like D from Decades of Dope, he had to shut down. And so we're helping him out by giving him an opportunity to sell here. But um, a lot of the restaurants around produce are closed currently. A lot of the bars are closing. Um, I know a few like Dixie's owner, they closed. Theo's closed. They just got a new owner, though, so now they're reopening. So a lot of businesses are shutting down, which then hurts the foot traffic because there aren't as many people coming down here for what for food or for the nightlife. Um, and then a lot of the surrounding offices are closed, some of which have moved out. I know Neighborly was an event space that was, um, they probably would have activations every weekend from uh, corporate companies like uh, Stella was uh, here once. And then uh, I believe Nike even rented it once. But now that Neighborly has moved their offices again, the people who work there are gone, as well as all those activations every weekend that would bring the foot traffic. So a lot of these businesses closing are now hurting the ones that are still surviving. And last question regarding COVID-19. Um, so as a business owner in downtown Portland, you were in the thick of everything that was going on from April 2020 up till presently. So last summer was, it looked a lot different down here. Do you want to talk about what that looked like for you all and how you kept operating when stores did have to close temporarily? Well, at first we switched our focus um, to e-commerce, which didn't work out too well. That's an entirely different market in itself um, in terms of brick and mortar and e-commerce. Just to get, I guess, a successful return on e-commerce, you have to spend at least $50 a day. So as a small business, if you're already paying rent and payroll, it doesn't really make sense to then switch your business model into strictly e-commerce. So we did try that. That didn't work out too well, which is kind of how the markets came up. Because once we were allowed to have healthy business outside of the store, then that was a way for us to, again, bring the traffic down. Um, Outside of that, during COVID, with the houseless population increasing, um, to describe it, I guess, would be a nightmare. I was down here the first day that the uh, looting started, and I saw, like, businesses being broken into, um, the houseless population kind of being violent, Um, You saw all the other surrounding businesses boarding up their windows, which then again made downtown unappealing. Um, So through the thick of it, it was almost like a ghost town. Um, There was no one around other than the houseless community, um, which is, again, why the markets kind of we were trying to figure out a way. How do we get customers down here during the thick of it? It would definitely be a nightmare is what I describe it as just because it's something that I've never experienced or seen before. And. Without the police force and the police presence, it just kind of turned into the wild, wild west for a while, for a little bit, um, because you were able to do pretty much whatever you wanted to during that time. And from what I've seen throughout the summer, it looks like you all have a market that goes on um, routinely throughout the month to help showcase other artists around the community. Can you tell us more about that and how you're trying to help give them a platform to be able to sell their items? Um, That goes back to 
the original vision for produce. Yes, we are a brand, but we want to be more than just a brand. We want to, again, provide those opportunities for people like ourselves. Um, so the market we hold every other weekend and this opportunity for people who want to resell um, smaller brands. So it's focused on like fashion, art, music, and other creative outlets, but it's just a way for us to give back to those around us, as well as bring foot traffic back downtown and show people that it's still okay to shop um, with the businesses closing. Um, and there's no, without the other activations and without the nightlife, um, I think the markets are a way to not only help produce, but also the surrounding businesses that also lost foot traffic. So it's an opportunity for the community, but also opportunity for the small businesses. In a store completely comprised of Portland locals, do you find that being a local business in this community has been beneficial? Um, yes, it is. I th believe that's one of the core reasons we stayed open or survived COVID, I guess, beyond the grants and um, Prosper Portland helping us out with some of the funding opportunities. Um, I think a lot of people saw that these guys are all locals, like all the owners are from Portland, uh, went to Portland public schools. So I think the community knowing that we were we are from Portland, we support Portland, that this store is really for our city. A lot of people supported us through those times and would just, some people would just buy gift cards and just to show some type of support, even if they didn't buy clothing. So um, I do believe a big part of it is the fact that we are locals. That's awesome. What are your hopes for the downtown Portland community moving forward? Um, my biggest hope is that we go back to a state of somewhat normalcy, just because at the end of the day, we are a brick and mortar store, so we can do as much as we can to get business and get sales, but without foot traffic and customers, um, we won't succeed. It's just impossible because we are brick and mortar, so our sales come from inside the establishment. Um, so my hopes is for the offices to open back up, for food to open back up, for there to be guidelines um, for the houseless community, for safety. Um, overall, I just want to be able to have customers come down here without worrying. Um, and I would just like to see an increase in foot traffic and just the downtown area thriving again. At the University of Oregon, we launched the new Portland Internship Experience this year, which is focused on bringing students from Eugene up here to Portland and putting them into these small businesses, nonprofits, organizations, and helping build this community back up. And Produce Portland is taking part in that and has an intern this summer. Do you mind telling us about what made you want to get involved with the university doing that and how it's been having an intern here? Um, the reason I wanted to get involved was because I am a UL alumni, so I wanted to give that experience to someone also at the U of O, just because when I was going there, there weren't, I believe there, there wasn't any experiences like working for Produce Portland and being able to actually make your own decisions in a business versus just being an employee. Um, the intern we have, I, I'm allowing him to design products for us. Um, I'm giving him pretty much all the knowledge that goes behind the profit and loss, why I make certain decisions. So it's almost like a one-on-one -on -one scenario versus just, oh, you're an employee for me, do this, do that, do this. So um, he's able to experiment and pitch ideas and move fixtures and kind of do whatever he wants to a certain degree instead of just being one of my employees. He's just like a partner of mine. Um, so far, he's doing a great job. He's already coming up with two capsules. Um, one is going to be like a graphic t-shirt design. And then another one is um, going to be, I believe he's doing a blanket, a dog bowl, and another hat for uh, our shop dog. So he's uh, 
he's a great kid. His uh, customer service experience is a little bit new, so I'm trying to train him in that and get him more comfortable. He's a little bit of little shy when it comes to talking to customers, so I'm trying to get him a little bit more comfortable around us. But outside of that, he's a great kid, um, and that's also why I wanted to give back to the U of O just because I went there. So I want to be able to provide for those upcoming generations. Well, and how wonderful that you have a student in here that gets to firsthand learn what it's like to start a business and go through all that process. And he gets to make mistakes and it's a learning experience and you're just there to guide him. That's awesome. Thank you so much for making time to talk to us today. Great to be here. Go Ducks. Um, if you want to support produce, be sure to shop online at produceportland.com. Don't forget to check out the show notes for links to our guests and details about how to stay in touch. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Duck Stops Here.